a people living in darkness, living in the land of the shadow of death. Is this you? Where is God in the silence? Where is God in the darkness? Could it be that your pain, your grief, all the world's suffering, all the world's darkness is the genesis of new life? For out of the darkness, when there was only emptiness, God spoke forth, light. From within the darkness of the earth, toiling up from beneath the soil, God brought forth, life. After that dark and stormy flood, adrift for forty nights, from the hand of God came, a promise. After the darkness of the wilderness, years wandering lost, trying to hold on to faith, he gave a promised land. From the darkness of a mother's womb, all the questions, all the expectation, God formed a child. And from the darkness of that silent night, when it seemed the voice of God was unheard, when it seemed the hand of God was unseen, that silence was broken by the cries of a baby, a son, a savior. God wastes nothing, not even our darkness. For we know that for those who love God, even in our times of darkness, God is working for our good. So today, in the midst of whatever darkness you feel, know this. Today, a light has dawned. Hope is not lost. Hope is never lost. Today, hope is born. One of the most common words you hear at Christmas is the word hope. We talk about today in the midst of the darkness, in the midst of all the problems and pain that was going on in the world when Christ made his first entry, hope indeed was born. But to understand that, you kind of have to understand that that word hope is very, very different. Uh, the hope used in the scriptures to describe the coming of Christ and what he offers is a very, very different form of that little four-letter word than we use today. In today's world, I use the word hope all the time. You know if you're around Seacoast, I'm a sports fan. So, you know, one of the beauties of sports is the season comes, the season ends, and, and next season there is always what? Hope. I've only lived in this North County area for about three years, but I have become a Padres fan, and I believe next year the Padres will be in the World Series. I have hope. Amen? Yeah. They made some good trades. You never know. But, you know, I, I say that a lot, whether you're talking about the Padres or the Chargers, and there is still for them a little bit of hope. But that's kind of how we use the word. We say, you know, is it going to be any better? Oh, I kind of, I hope so. But even the way we use the word, it kind of communicates, well, I kind of hope so, but I'm not betting on it. It's a shallow hope. It's a weak hope. It's often even kind of an unfounded, unrealistic hope. But when the scriptures use the word hope in the sense of Christ being our hope, I read a definition once by a theologian that said this, that the biblical concept of hope 
is that hope is the certain is the is the certain sure expectation of divine deliverance a certain sure expectation that God is going to show up that things can be different that deliverance can happen the story of Christ's coming is a story of that kind of hope it's not a shallow hope that we just kind of put a blind faith in but it's a hope that's built on a faith that's built on the reality of history that Jesus came and and was born of a virgin and grew up and lived a sinless life like no man who'd ever lived and and then as the as God in human flesh he he lived and he died on a cross and and you say but how do you know well then he said I will show you why you can put your hope in me your confidence in me and he rose from the dead the story of Jesus is birth and the story of his death and his resurrection is the basis for which we gather here at Seacoast and the church gathers around the world to worship. Tonight the focus is on the birth, but the birth without the death and the resurrection is hopeless. Jesus came and he said, I want to offer you hope and that hope is built on the fact that I am the light of the world. I am the source of life. Interesting that the creation account itself reads this. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And he didn't make it as a place of darkness and death, but he made it as a, and pain and suffering, but as a place of light and life. In fact, it begins by saying this, God said, let there be light, and there was light, and God saw that the light was good. Every sunrise of every day here in North County should remind us the fact that God is real and that he is alive and that he brings light and that light is absolutely essential to life. That's true physically in the universe. It's true spiritually in our lives. That the light of Jesus Christ that shines onto the earth, that truth about Christ, who he was, what he did is the source of our life when we place our faith and trust in him. Jesus made a radical promise the Apostle John records it this way. He says, he says that to as many as believe in me, he gives the right to become children of God, to be forgiven of our sins, to be set free by his strength to change our lives and to live with purpose with a certain eternity in heaven. He promises us life now and life eternal if we trust in him. But he made that promise when he came, and a lot of people said, I don't buy it. The darkness didn't want to surrender to the message of Christ. They captured him. They put him on trial. They set in course a plan to destroy him, to try to snuff out the light of Christ. Even as he was on trial, his own, his own most trusted followers began to abandon him. Their faith began to die. And as they disappeared, Christ was left alone. Alone when he went to the cross, and on that cross, he gave his life, and darkness believed it had won. Darkness believed it's taken this so-called light of the world and snuffed it out. Jesus hung on the cross, and even the scriptures say that as he cried out in his last, and he says, he says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? 
and he breathed his last, and he, and he, and he gave up his spirit, and indeed Christ died. Darkness enveloped the earth. Jesus then spent three days in the darkness of a cold tomb in which his followers really did believe that it is over. But Christ had promised us he would prove that he was indeed the Savior of mankind, the sacrifice for the sins of the world, accepted by the Father, and therefore death could not control him, death could not keep him. But instead, on that third day, he rose from the dead. And indeed, his claims began to spread. He rose from the dead. He began to meet and show himself to his followers. And indeed, they began to believe. They began to follow him again. Some took a little time to believe, but they did. (laughs) The light began to come on for these men and women that had known and watched Jesus do his miracles. And as faith began to spread... Jesus launched a movement of the kingdom of God that to this day gathers and spreads uh, around this world. It's this message that we bring to you tonight. It's this message that uh, if you have never placed your faith in this light, in this person named Jesus, we would encourage you to just take a moment and to ask yourself, not what do I think about the problems of this world, not what do I think about the church, not what do I think about Seacoast or any person you know, but the question is, what do you think about Jesus? And if you've never taken a moment to trust him as your personal savior, as the one who died for you, who rose from the dead and decide, you know, Jesus makes a great promise. If you trust in me, put your faith in me, I will give you a gift and that's why we'll do so much gift giving tonight and tomorrow. Hopefully that giving is a little bit in, in memory of the ultimate gift that God gave when he sent his son. And now the second greatest gift is the gift that that son of God offers to you and to me as the free grace of God offers you life in Christ, forgiveness and freedom. But that gift must be received. If you've never done it, I'm going to pray as we do every year and I would invite you in the quietness and darkness of the room to place your trust along with those of us at Seacoast who have come to discover that Christ is the light of our life. Would you pray with me? Father God, as we pause to pray, um, we sit, Father, in darkness as a reminder of the fact that only Christ brings real light, the type of light that brings life to our soul, forgiveness, And that brings us alive forever, that we might live with you, Father, in your kingdom forever and ever. So I I would pray now, first, a word of thanks. Many of us in this room just need to simply reaffirm our faith and say, God, thank you. Thank you again that we celebrate the risen Christ, born that day in a manger, died on a cross, and he's alive today. So we reaffirm our faith in Christ as we go into the new year. For some, Father, perhaps they would pray with me this simple expression of faith and say, God, this is my year to believe. This is my night to believe and to place my trust in you. I'm tired of trying to fix myself and 
be good enough. But I know that my sins were died for, they were, they were paid for on the cross. And I, I place my trust in Jesus tonight as my Savior, my Lord. And I choose to follow him. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Christ delivered a second message to his church. And he said, I'm not going to stay forever. And after he rose from the dead and spent a few days with his disciples, he said, I'll go back to heaven. I'll be seated at the right hand of my father. But I want to send my spirit into my church so that my church can now be the light of the world. There's no replacement for Jesus, but there's no doubt that God's plan for his church is that you and I would indeed commit ourselves tonight in a beautiful symbol used by the church down through the centuries that we will indeed say, Lord, make me the light for those around me in this dark world. Make me the source of light, the source of hope, the source of life. And if you want to commit yourself to that tonight, in this symbol, we'll share this light with one another as we sing one final song. Father, make us your church that can be your light to your world. And use us. Use us to love on North County, to love on Encinitas and Carlsbad and Del Mar and all the cities in which we live. Use us to be the light to your glory for your good in Christ's name. Amen.